Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We've probably all thought about how we could improve our bodies, whether it's changes aesthetically or in physical function. We could all come up with something we'd love to be different. Today, though, Pastor J.D. reminds us why that's a dangerous thought process. If you're no longer human, you can't claim salvation. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 27, 2022. I want to make this very clear. Because if you're born again and get injected, getting injected doesn't make you unborn again. And if you have a question mark on that, I would really encourage you to spend some time in Romans chapter 8, right out of the chute. Nothing, no one, no injection, no thing can separate you from the love of God. And by the way, that gets back into works. If we have to do something or not do something to keep our salvation, that means we've got to earn it, keep it. That's works. That's not grace. If you're saved, you're saved. You're saved. Now, to this third reason. By way of introduction to this, let me hasten to say that we're witnessing this final kingdom beginning to come to pass in real time, and at breakneck speed. And it's for this reason that it might explain, though not excuse, those who have misinterpreted this as meaning we're already in the tribulation. I say it that way because it seems as though the conspirators, as I refer to them, conspirators, are already in control globally and prophetically. They're not, not yet. The problem with this assumption and misinterpretation is that the world may seem like, look like, even feel like we're in the tribulation, but that's not the litmus test. The litmus test for whether or not we're in the tribulation is not what we feel or see, rather it's the Word of God that has the final word, God's Word. We take our feelings or what we experience or what we see and we go to the Word, not the other way around. Here's the point. The final kingdom of man on earth at the time that Jesus returns to set up His kingdom has to be set up first. And that's what's happening right now, right on time. So when the seven-year tribulation starts, they'll hit the ground running, if you will, to the question of this proving that we're not in the seven-year tribulation yet, I would just humbly ask, 
that you hear me out, I'll explain, and we'll bring it in for a landing. To do that, I need to draw your attention to one of the most fascinating prophecies in all of Scripture found in the book of Daniel. This prophecy is known as the Ten Toes of Daniel, which comports with the Ten Horns of Revelation, chapters 7, 13, and 17. Daniel chapter 2, let me begin reading in verse 41. Daniel is interpreting a dream for Nebuchadnezzar. Whereas you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, hang on to that, the kingdom shall be divided, yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle, listen, with the seed of men. But they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Inasmuch as you saw the stone, that's Jesus, was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after Meta Tauta this. And then he says this, and I love this, the dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. The more sure word of Bible prophecy. Yeah. Okay, we find this mentioned again in Daniel 7, which specifies this as the fourth beast and fourth and final kingdom on earth. And Notably, it's different from all the other kingdoms. How so? Oh, in how it shall devour the whole earth. The kingdoms prior did not do that. Like with Revelation, this prophecy describes the final kingdom geopolitically ruled by ten kings, presumably over ten regions or sectors on earth, who are all under the rule of the Antichrist. And these ten world leaders, or kings over ten regions, are even now being selected and situated to rule as soon as the Antichrist is revealed, which is subsequent to the church of Jesus Christ being raptured. In the interest of time, I'm going to refer you to two more updates in which we've gone into great detail as it relates to this fourth and final kingdom. The first was actually four weeks ago, titled Connecting the Prophetic Dots. We connect this fourth kingdom to the fourth industrial revolution. And the reason is the fourth industrial revolution is the evolution of transhumanism. Merging man clay with machine iron. And it doesn't mix. That's that. The second update we'll refer you to is back on November 28th last year, bearing the title of The Last Ruling Empire of Man. In this update we look at the ten kings who rule the ten regions of the whole earth, 
all under the rule of the Antichrist when he's revealed. And this sort of answers the question before us in the sense that their rule can't start until the Antichrist rule starts, even though it might seem like they've already started. No, they're just getting set up. Enter the current global crisis, which has brought the fourth and final kingdom of man front stage, geopolitically and prophetically, and here's how I get there. The created climate crisis, crypto crisis, and COVID crisis, with its ensuing reaction, will usher in the final solution. And the final solution will be executed, pun intended, via the Antichrist, who will be seen as, even worshipped as, the Savior of mankind. He has the final solution to all these global crises. They created it. We've also provided a link to last week's update titled, Painted into the Prophetic Corner, which I must warn you is very intense. Intense because it covers stunning breaking news, tying together climate change, cryptocurrency, and the COVID conspiracy. In it we learned the entire world is now being forced into, or if you prefer, painted into the prophesied corner of the tribulation period. This brings us full circle to why we're not in the seven-year tribulation yet, and also why the injection is not the mark of the beast yet. Hang in there with me. We're not in the tribulation yet because the rule of the Antichrist, who rules the ten kings in the fourth final kingdom, hasn't begun yet. And it hasn't begun yet because the church hasn't been raptured yet. And the covenant, which starts the seven-year tribulation, hasn't been enforced yet. Are you with me? So, Let's talk about this injection just real quick. This injection in its current form cannot be the mark of the beast yet because there's no beast yet. And there's no beast yet because the church hasn't been raptured yet. And the seven-year tribulation has not started yet. And the seven-year covenant has not been enforced yet. And the final kingdom of man has not ruled yet. Is everything being set up? Oh, you better believe it. It is being set up right now. So one more thing on this, and please, I don't know how to, maybe I need to do just an update on only this, because it still seems to be an issue. The current COVID injection cannot be transhumanism yet. And the reason why it cannot be transhumanism yet, and why mankind is not eternally doomed yet, is because it's not the mark of the beast yet. Because there's no beast yet. And we haven't started the tribulation yet. And the rapture hasn't happened yet. So this is yet future, not distant future certainly, not even immediate future. I think it's future future. <laughs> I mean, it's like any time now, by virtue of the fact that everything is being set up. And 
the book of Revelation and the divine outline in the book of Revelation places the ultimate fulfillment of all of these, all of the above, squarely in the seven year tribulation, which has to be after the rapture. The rapture of the church has to happen before the seven year tribulation. We are not in the tribulation. Okay, I feel better. Do you? (laughs) Here's the bottom line. The fact that the world now appears to be in the tribulation indicates just how close we are to the tribulation. You know, this time of year, I love love Christmas music. I love Hawaiian music. I really love Hawaiian Christmas music. (laughs) Anyway, we'll talk later. Um, But there's that one song, you know it, Start to look a lot like Christmas. That was pretty bad, I know, but starting to look a lot like the tribulation. That's because it is. Uh, One last uh, thing, and Pastor Chuck, who's now with the Lord, uh, drew this illustration, best I ever heard. He's at the mall one day during the holidays with his wife Kay, and he looks at all the decorations, and he goes, look at the decorations, honey. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait for Thanksgiving. She's like, uh, honey, uh, these are Christmas decorations. He says, I know. I know that all of the signs and decorations are up for Christmas, because it's starting to look a lot like Christmas. But I know that Thanksgiving comes before Christmas. And if all of the signs are up, that means we're very close to Christmas. How much closer are we to Thanksgiving? The rapture. Ah. All right. I'll bring it to a close. Um, Thank you for your patience, actually, honestly. This is the reason why we do these prophecy updates and have for many years. It's also why we, several years ago, started ending all of the updates with the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, and a simple childlike explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. So what is the gospel? Well, the word gospel means good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. Good news. Wait, what debt? Oh, you didn't know that you have a sin debt? Well, the good news is someone came and paid that for you instead of you. And he paid in full, and he offers you the gift that he paid for, the gift of eternal life. This is why the ABCs is just a simple explanation. It's a tool really to be equipped with, should the Lord ever present you with an opportunity to share the Lord with somebody. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner, because until and unless you do, you would not really have any need for or be interested in the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 tells us why, it's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, miss the mark. Romans 6.23 packages the bad news first, with the good news. What's the bad news? The wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. 
But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the good news, the gospel. Now this brings us to the B, which is central. And it comes as a result or an expression of the A. When you acknowledge that you're a sinner, you're going to believe in the Savior. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Believe, put your trust in. And then the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, which again, if you think about it, it's the acknowledging that you're a sinner, believing in the Savior, and calling upon His name, which is exactly what we call the thief on the cross. We don't know if his crime was stealing. We just know it was capital punishment. But he acknowledged the Savior when the other guy rejected him. And then he believed in him that he truly was the Son of God and the Savior of the world. And then he called out to him and said to him, will you remember me when you enter your kingdom? And Jesus' response was, verily, verily, I say unto you, today you'll be with me in paradise. Lastly, Romans 10.13 says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. By the way, real quick, and I think this is the Lord. Again, thank you for your patience. I've often thought that one of the reasons, there's many, but one of the main reasons why we have recorded for us in Scripture the account of those that were crucified with Jesus is to give us hope when it comes to that loved one we've been praying for for years. They're on their deathbed like this guy, and they know it's just a matter of time. How many people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ in their dying moments? I think it's to give us hope. It's to give us hope. Okay, we'll get to today's But God testimony, but I I just wanted to quickly share an email. Our amazing staff apprised me of on Wednesday. And this is in regards to providing them with a religious exemption. Thank you for this. We were at the 11th hour, and this was a duplicate, but the original was received in time to submit before the deadline submission. Please share with JD, whom we listen to every week, that the letter was all that was submitted to University of Virginia Medical Center, and my wife's exemption request was approved yesterday. And this was for an exemption for the flu shot, which would have cost her her job. Her COVID exemption was nothing less than a gift from God, and this one is the icing on the cake. She's an RN in the hospital and is the only one remaining uninjected. Everyone else who objected has been let go or resigned. Thank you, JD, and thank you, God. It would have been considerably difficult if she lost her job right now. December 3rd would have been her last day. Praise the Lord. Okay, uh, you get two for one today. Here's, the, here's the, the but God testimony. We're almost done. Again, thank you for your patience. It comes from Ryan, who I 
recently had the privilege of meeting when he was visiting here. He shared with me the following but God testimony from his friend Scott, who writes, Pastor J.D., my wife and I and our four amazing children want to collectively and sincerely thank you and encourage you. Our 18-year-old son said it a few weeks ago, and it occurred to me in the moment how correct he was. J.D. Farag saved our lives, literally. Let that sink in. In December of 2019, I was hearing back-channel chatter about a new virus in China. While I was initially dismissive, the chatter grew in volume and incoherence. Enter the prophecy updates. It wasn't long until I was waiting until 3 p.m. local time every week to listen to the live stream. I remember vividly hearing the words that I will never forget. Once you have been vaccinated, you cannot be unvaccinated. It was like a gunshot into the night air, and time was suspended for a moment. It took me some time to process it all out. This did not sit well with my wife initially, as she was feeling immense social pressure to succumb to an absurd narrative and get jobbed. In time and investigation, I am happy to tell you that she and our entire immediate family has retained the purity of our generations and that we have no regrets. We have been marginalized socially, laughed at by colleagues professionally, and scolded by our extended family. At times we have felt very much isolated and condemned, but God. And this is the real reason in writing. Because of our convictions and decisions, we have inadvertently connected with a completely new ecosystem of friends who have become like family to us, including Ryan and Rose, who sit before you. These new social diversions and deviations in course and heading have produced new gatherings, new venues, new forums, and renewed alliances that are somehow much more significant and exciting than the ones we experienced before we were all threatened and criticized. There is a church community minutes from the parliament building in, get this, Ottawa, Canada, that is over capacity weekly. I love it when God does that. Hundreds who have been ostracized and outcasts have come to seek shelter and find affinity and community under the banner of freedom and faith in Christ. This would have been impossible two years ago. I am a railway engineer with one of our national carriers and was told 18 months ago that I would be put on administrative unpaid leave if I did not comply with the federal mandates. The prospect of losing my job seemed dim in comparison to losing my life. And I suppose that this is the bottom line of all these discussions and all of your updates. It's about choosing life. Thank you for being the voice that literally screamed in the desert to stop. I thank you. Our kids thank you. Never, ever stop beating your drum and singing your song. Okay, I'll beat the drum. I, I, I should stop singing. I was personally challenged by your update to examine and embrace the example of the prophet Micaiah. May we all possess the Micaiah mentality in these dark and dwindling days. Soon and very soon, Scott, Carol, Nicholas, Chantel, William, and Aliyah. Praise the Lord. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing 
And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth. <laughs>